When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. hello and welcome to the villain was right the podcast where we look at movies and tv shows from the villain's perspective and dare to ask were they really all that bad i'm your host craig fay and i'm your host rebecca reeds and today we are kicking off audience choice month that's right all of june uh is selected by our listeners and we even let Twitter uh, pick one. So this is the Twitter episode. Uh, and you guys have surprised us, as always. Uh, you have selected the 1991 Steve Martin comedy, Father of the Bride, uh, narrowly beating out uh, the 1986 Transformers movie, which honestly, I thought was going to take it. I never know what's going on. I never know what anybody, I always think I do and then I don't. So I just have to stop. I stop myself now. I don't yeah. look at any lists and go, oh, I think it's going to be, no, 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 no. Put that out of your head. Okay. I really want, what was it? Hur- hurricane high? Some of the- oh, no. no. <laughs> Can't even and by the way, the name of it. <laughs> yeah. So the other three movies for this month are uh, going to be selected by our uh, patrons on Patreon, patreon.com slash the villain was right. And uh, Hurricane Heist is up there, and uh, it is the only one that is clearly not going to win. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) We only put it on because I'm like, I love chaos. Come on. (laughs) So that's what we're. That's the kind of energy we're going to be bringing to you all month on Audience Choice Month. But yeah, this week, uh, this week we are covering Father of the Bride with Steve Martin. Uh, What did you think of this movie? It's it's a fi- it's a fine afternoon movie. It yeah. is very middle. It is very okay. There are pleasant moments. There's a lot of like, you know, there's a lot of heart to it. Yeah. I think it's a fine movie. Yeah, and I <laughs> haven't seen think? it since uh like probably the 90s. Like this came out in 91, so maybe I saw it like 98 or something like if my parents rented it on VHS or if it was on TV cuz it was pretty popular at the time. Uh, popular enough that it spawned a sequel. Um, and uh, I, I don't think I've heard it since then. No. Like, I don't think I've watched it since then. I have, I've never watched, I don't think I've ever watched this movie before. Oh, no? All yeah, right. So this is, this is a fresh missed. take for you. It missed All right, me. no, that's fair enough. Um, but yeah, I guess uh, maybe for those who haven't seen the movie, Father of the Bride, Rebecca, how would you describe the the plot here? Well, there's a Father of the Bride. This is very important. <laughs> <laughs> he is upset that his his twenty two year old daughter seems to be swept up and getting married uh, to a man that she met in Rome. She's only been in Rome for four months, so that's the maximum amount of time she could have known him. Uh, if she met him on touchdown, that's uh, <laughs> on landing. That's where <laughs> that's where that relationship started. Anyway, um, and basically the whole movie is just him 
kind of fighting against the wedding in various ways. Either it could be cost or the new family or, you know, thinking that the, uh, the husband-to-be might be hiding something. And it's, it's kind of just us watching his journey of acceptance that his daughter is growing up and is being given to a man like property. <laughs> <laughs> Which she says herself that she's very much against. It's kind of like a more modern approach to, to marriage. But yeah, yeah, I think that pretty much sums up. And in the end, it ends with a very nice phone call where she's going off on the honeymoon and she calls and say, I'll miss you, Dad. And like, it's just, it's very kind of nice and heartwarming. Diane Keaton is the wife. Uh, Kieran Culkin is the uh, young kid, uh, uh, the the younger brother. Um, yeah, just a kind of a fun movie. I don't know, but he and here's the part that I'm really struggling with. And I think from what we discussed before the episode, you're sort of like, who's the villain of this movie? Ah. <laughs> because there's there's something to be said of like Steve Martin's his own villain, right? Yeah, like for he, sure. He fights against his own interests. He's, uh, I believe the movie takes the viewpoint that he's wrong in certain areas and ways. Um, I would say there are other arguments that would say, like, um, the wedding planners are the villains. Um, Maybe the opposing family. But I would say, like, honestly, I believe the strongest villain in this movie is him himself. Yeah, I would tend to agree. I would even maybe go so far. Like the movie certainly believes that he is in the wrong and that he is the person that needs to change in order to to accomplish this. Um, I would also say that from his perspective, the villain of the movie is the wedding. <laughs> okay, yeah. So All I'm right. going to argue, I could argue that the wedding was right. Uh <laughs> <laughs> I like that a lot. I like that a lot. I didn't think I didn't think about that plot point, but yes, he's because very he's, much opposed to the wedding as as a general he's, he's, idea force. Okay, that's interesting. Yeah, it's sort of like how we argued for the shark in Jaws and the alien in Alien. I think I'm going to argue for the uh, wedding, the unstoppable force of wedding. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the tornado in Twister. It's the wedding in Father of the Bride. Uh, that's my take on it. I don't know. No, I like uh, that a lot. All right, so where do we start? <laughs> well, <laughs> start. I, I would love to, yeah, let's just d- dive into this theory. I like that. Well, so here's the thing. I will say he he is right at various points in the movie where you mentioned off the top that it is, uh, they've known each other for four months and they are 22 years old. Well, she's he's 22, 26. he's 26. Yeah, ooh, what an age difference. Uh, I heard how, like, there's a moment where he freaks out and he goes, you're only 22, you're not old enough to get married when she first tells them, right? Mm-hmm. And part of me was like, yep, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> if you got married at 22, that's fine. But, like, I'm sitting here being like, oh, man, uh, I got more in common with Steve Martin on this one, uh, uh, old man Steve Martin, than uh, the daughter. I was like, that's that's a that's a thing that's changed for sure. Uh. <laughs> no doubt. So, oh, there was yeah. The, I think that's why I'm struggling with finding a villain here, 
because I think both sides, I'm like, I almost want to do the pitch of everyone's right. <laughs> like that's kind of the pitch I want to make yeah. on this movie okay. is that everyone's right. Okay. Steve Martin is right. Okay. He's right to be upset. Okay. He's right. Can you imagine being told that? And then it's like, oh, by the way, you're having a guest over you didn't know was coming in one hour after I dropped this information to you. Nuts. Okay. That's a little nuts, for sure. Nuts, all right. He's upset about the pricing. Yeah. <laughs> nuts, okay. For sure. That's 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 too much money. I, it offends me how much money uh, weddings are. But on the other side of that, I don't think it's crazy that they expect this. You own a factory. And off the top of this movie, which I was like, of course they could afford this. You're throwing out thousands of dollars. He's like, okay, so do you want to hit, we're going to hit a Lakers game and then we're going to go see Paul Simon. And I'm like, okay, if you're whipping out a grand on a Tuesday, you can afford the rest. This is fine. Like you are. So I could see that both sides, in my opinion, both sides through this entire movie are actually correct. Yeah, it's it's one of those like really weak conflicts, right? Where it's like it's obvious that at by the end he's going to come around and support his daughter because it's clear that he loves her very much. Um, but like, yeah, I think there's there's some legitimate pushback on a few points where they're like the most number of people that are going to be in this house for a wedding is 150 as opposed to 571. That's a reasonable thing, right? Uh, th- those are boundaries that you need to set. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. In terms of like the wedding though, in defense of the wedding, the wedding is going to happen. And like, it really, there, there are like elements that need to, to happen for a wedding to go on and they're not going to be fun, but it's your job to smile and go along with it. Oh, for you know sure. I mean? Like there are points where you're making decisions and you're making this and that, but like the amount that he fights the wedding coordinator sort of thing, where he's just like, we can do this on our own. And it's like, clearly you couldn't because <laughs> you have a bad attitude towards it. And, your wife, Dia Keaton, wants to get a wedding coordinator. Oh, you know what? <laughs> On the other side, though, all I kept thinking, because first of all, we start this movie with just how rich this guy is. Okay? Like, yes. that's kind of how we start this movie. This guy walks through his factory. He's got a sports car, big house. I like that nothing has changed in 25 years. da 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 <laughs> Which is... Such a privilege. Oh my God. Can you imagine just like being certain that you can live at a place and be comfortable for the rest of your life? Like, wow. And all I kept thinking when they kept rolling out more and more and more expenses, I just kept pay your workers more. Pay your workers more. <laughs> like, I just kept getting so upset. <laughs> it's like, like, you have this full factory full of people. You're whipping out. How? Okay. What were the numbers on this wedding exactly? Did we get these? Because I feel like. Well, they wanted to invite 571 people to begin with. Okay. And there was a whole scene where they were cutting it down. Mm. So I think they probably got it down to 150, like he said, which makes sense. Well, okay. I thought that too, but then they kept saying a couple hundred people. (laughs) 
after they were like, we have to get at least, you know what I mean? Over 200 people in this room. Da, 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 da. And I'm like, does that mean you reached over 200? You might have. I mean, it's pretty hard to. Yeah. If you aim for 150, you probably end up somewhere around 200. But that seems reasonable. Uh, yeah. So even yeah, okay. big wedding, <laughs> big, big ass fucking wedding. OK, so even at a hundred, hundred and fifty. OK, hundred and fifty guests, two hundred fifty dollars a head. We're already at thirty seven thousand dollars or thirty seven five hundred. And this is in nineteen ninety one dollars, by the way. Too. Yeah. <laughs> so like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I also truly do not believe that's the number we landed on. <laughs> I actually think it's a little more. OK, I think we've got a couple more yeah. people in there. All right. But let's say let's say 40 grand, 40 grand for this wedding in the 90s. How many workers you got? <laughs> start handing out some bonuses, but maybe. Over 17 years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and I will say, like, it didn't seem like the workers were underpaid, <laughs> but we never really see them at all. Right. No, um, he also says that it, the wedding costs more than his house. That's where he starts. <laughs> yeah. This and uh, you're you're right. Uh, but when he bought it 17 years ago in you know, the late 70s or whatever, like doing the math on this, like with with uh, with uh, inflation is insane. But but to, to, in a very similar vein, what got me about this movie is just how much that that was played as them being just straight up middle class. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and straight I was just like, class. and to note that this number, let's say forty grand, right, does not include anyone's flights, travel, accommodation, anything else. <laughs> And they fly people. Yeah, they from, fly people uh, out. They're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like this number is not this. Okay, like no, <laughs> it's no. huge. It's probably double that. I don't know. Okay, it's a crazy amount of money for a wedding. That you don't know it's gonna last. This girl's met this man four months ago. Maybe, maybe. Yeah. Oh. And, oh, and to that point, the toaster or no, the blender, the blender, <laughs> the blender seat. Uh, if I was Steve Martin's character, George Banks, I think it is, uh, it's Steve Martin. Who cares? It's like, it's, <laughs> you're never going to see Steve Martin and be like that. He disappears into his character. Uh, no, he's playing he's Steve the Martin. banjo boy. Yeah. He's a bit, it's like, well, put, put a, put an arrow through your head and dance around on stage with like a, a banjo. Uh, <laughs> he had, like his whole reservation about the wedding up to that point is like you don't haven't really known each other. We don't know who this guy is. Blah 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 blah. And then they have essentially their first fight after knowing each other for like four to six months, which is that he the the fiance gives his daughter a blender, and she melts down because that to her is a symbol that he wants to keep her in like a traditional gender role where she's in the house cooking and that, you know, marrying him is going to mean that he, he thinks of her as the subservient housewife type person. And she's got ambitions and all her own. When we talk to him, he goes, well, she likes making smoothies in the morning. So I got her a blender. <laughs> like if that's, if that's the kind of argument that is going to derail a wedding, like, you have needed to have that argument before. You know mm. what I mean? Like, you you need to get that out of the way 
Because you're going to have way worse arguments than that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I very much took that as that's that's a cold feet argument. <laughs> that's that's oh, okay, we're, yeah. we're not arguing about what you think we're arguing about. <laughs> I'm freaking out. <laughs> I, yeah, no, that's legit. You too, were different like. in Rome, like, <laughs> which is the other thing that I think is nuts about this is that travel people, people are different when they're traveling. Everybody's different when they're traveling. You have a different vibe. Things are, and I understand that this guy does this for his job. So maybe that put that, that probably puts him in a little bit of a different category because I think when you're doing it all the time, you probably have different, you, you know what I mean? You're not going out binge drinking all week because, right. you you're know, I'm going to be put up in the hotel that the company puts you up in. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But yeah, at the yeah, same yeah. time, you're generally getting one of the better versions of somebody. In my opinion, you're getting somebody that's a little more carefree. It's more romantic. You're in a, you're in a place you've never been before. Ooh, so romantic. I can only imagine. I, you know what I mean? I would get back. And give it a bit, or at least be engaged for a bit. You know what I mean? Like, it feels like this all happens really quickly. And I'd be like, okay, yeah, let's get engaged, but maybe wait a year or so. Let's see how it goes. Oh, I think there's absolutely got to be, like, a mathematical formula for, like, how long have you been together before you're engaged to, like, how long your engagement has to be. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, if, if you got engaged after four months, fine let's give it a year and a half like <laughs> engagement. You know what I mean? Like let's, let's wait a year and then start planning. Let's not like rush this through or like, you know, uh, I don't know. I know this is maybe, uh, uh, not cool in 1991 or for these families or whatnot, but just like the idea that she was moving out of her childhood home into an apartment with her husband. I was just like, that's so fucked. Chilling, like, chilling stuff, dude. I cannot imagine. Like, and I know it's a different. Like, every every time period, it feels like there's another leap of like, okay, we've been pushing this back more and more and more in certain areas. <laughs> of like, yeah, like most of the people I know aren't married, and I'm yeah. thirty. We get some thirty-one yeah. now, but yeah, you know, it's just it's it's not the same thing anymore. Well, and and the, and so much of whether or not you're compatible with someone or like a long term commitment, like a marriage, will work is how you do live together. You know, but can you like, I just like the transition. Can you imagine moving that shit, sweetie? Where are we gonna put up my in sync poster? Like, what do you have that's going into that house? Like. <laughs> <laughs> Where am I going to well, put fluffy cakes, my my treasured uh, teddy bear? Like, I just don't. Well, yeah, and they even say she's packing up all the things that her dad told her never to throw out, like concert tickets and, like, you know, all these, like, memory things. And I'm like, I, I, like uh, it bothers me a little bit because, like, those were the things that, like, you certainly kept them, but, like, they end up in your parents' house because that's where the memories are kept because like they're kind of important, but like you go off and have your own life and then like come back later and figure out what is actually important. Oh yeah. Does that's that what I did. Yeah, no, that makes total, that's hundred yeah. percent what I did. Of course that's what you need to give time away. You go back, you're like, Oh, these, I remember specifically like these 10 things right. being important to me. I don't need this or this or this or this anymore. Yeah. 
Like my safety patroller of the year award from grade six <laughs> can probably go in the garbage heap. Oh all this, all the the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles two Secret of the Ooze file folder filled with all the stories that I wrote when I was like grade four to six that I'm holding on to. Mm-hmm. You know, like mm-hmm. <laughs> God, I have a diary that is just so embarrassing <laughs> to reread now. Hilarious. It's so fun. Although sometimes I like to do that. It it feels good because you read it and you go, okay. These were all like super important things to me at the time. I don't feel that way anymore. Maybe that'll happen again. And I think that's a nice feeling of just like, oh, there's a good chance once I get away from the any problems I'm having right now. Not Uh, this too shall pass kind of. Yeah, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, Absolutely. Here's an interesting thing because like you seem to like writing. Did did you ever? I I envy my younger self so much. Simply for this, which is every time I sit down to write something now, there's a little voice in my head that says, will this hold up? Right? Like, will you be oh, embarrassed yeah. by this when you're, when you're more <laughs> developed? Yeah. And just to not have just that as a self-awareness. kid. Just a self-awareness. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 I guess lacking self-awareness is what I'm promoting here. But like, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Um, but like in defense of the wedding, the wedding's going to happen. But I do think there's like the one th- there's a few details that I would be like that's being cut absolutely. Like I think Frank has has oversold you a little bit. Oh yeah, but I'm here to defend him because that is his job. <laughs> that is exactly his okay. job and what he should be doing is overselling you on everything. You have absolute power to say no. Okay, but certain things you can't say no to. Like when he cuts the um the valet, he's like, no, we're only getting like two valet or whatever to handle and that's the That's the one thing that he puts his foot down on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is absolutely the only thing you don't put your foot down on. <laughs> <laughs> you get a smaller cake. You get the chicken. You do whatever. Okay, you say, no, we're not going to plant tulips and have swans okay but we will have the four valet because we have neighbors and there's a ton of people coming (laughs) yeah it's a residential neighborhood oh yeah i think that's probably uh i think that's the number i think it's 200 because i think they say there's like we're over 200 cars there yeah so presuming every single person drove uh which is insane i mean it is california so there you go but uh yeah um and the swans the swans I want to bring up so badly. Mm. What a dumb idea to have swans at your wedding. First of all, wild animals, crazy unpredictable. And swans, I don't know if you know this, heavily related to the geese. Yeah, aggressive. <laughs> aggressive creatures. Uh, a swan can break a grown man's arm with its wings. That's how hard they can hit. Are you, you might serious? Well- I didn't know yeah. that. Oh yeah, they are. They are big, like think about it. They're like birds that come up to like your shoulders, uh, or maybe a little less, and they can fly. They can loft all of that into the air from the water. Um, they're they're strong. They could they could uh, they could break a couple bones. You might as well have Komodo dragons at your wedding, as far as I'm concerned. You know what I mean? Just like have them, have them walking around. Just a dead cow in the middle of your front yard with a whole bunch of Komodo dragons and their poisonous saliva just drooling all over each other and be like, everyone stay clear of the Komodo dragons because uh, you know, at least now you know they're dangerous. I suppose you've got a, 200 people crammed into a house with vicious animals outside. 
freaking out at the the drop of the hat. I don't get animals at events. I don't get no. it. I don't understand it. We need to. It should go with the balloons. Stop it. Stop. <laughs> I fucking hate balloons. Stupid. The only animals I like at events are ants at picnics. Picnics. We're pro ant at picnics. At, <laughs> <laughs> at the Villa Missouri podcast. We're pro ants at picnics. <laughs> they uh, were there first. They were there first. You're in their territory, bitch. <laughs> you spread the food around. Yeah. <laughs> They're just following the pheromones. Uh, yeah, yeah. So that's definitely an expense I would cut. Uh, how about, what other expenses would you cut for this wedding? Listen, okay, here, okay, my point of view is there's just things that you don't, okay? Staffing is never something you cut. You never cut staff. You need staff, okay? Staff's very important. For every staff you cut that this person, this professional has told you you need, that becomes a job for you, okay? There's very much a reason Steve Martin misses pretty much the whole freaking thing. The whole yeah. reception, he misses pretty much. He doesn't have a dance with his daughter. It is so. <laughs> yeah. Who planned the, this wedding? <laughs> the fact that they wrap this in a bow of like, well, she called him. I'm like, I would be so furious <laughs> if I spent all that money, didn't get a dance, didn't get a slice of cake, didn't get to see the bouquet. Oh, oh no. And like, I'm sorry, this is the one thing where Frank is indefensible. Where if there is a problem with the valet mm. uh, at the wedding, yeah, you don't go and get the father of the bride to resolve it. No, you no, know if I the do. if the if the police want to talk to the owner of the house, yes, which they absolutely did, they absolutely do. But Frank goes, "You're the father of the bride. We're going to pull some other people off of this to fix this. If that means we have to delay um, dessert." So be it. Like, if that means that we stop bar service for a bit, okay. But, like, that that to me is very much the role of why else have him there for that day? If he's just planning it and being like, yep, you're all booked with flowers and all the rest, fine. But if he's not going to troubleshoot the day of and, and uh, he's got to go out into the parking lot and, like, relocate cars with, uh, what, like an eight-year-old boy, two eight-year-old boys, that was, that's, t- no, don't do that. Okay, Firstly, if you want to ask me who's more wrong, okay, the man that walks away or the man that puts two eight-year-olds behind the wheels of cars, um, I'm going to go with the guy that walked away was better. He was a bet. That was a better move for him. Okay. Who's worse? Steve Martin. Absolutely. My God. Okay. Secondarily, and this is going to go like completely opposite to what you just said, but a hundred percent, I'd do that. 100% I would do that. And here's why. Uh. This is your problem. <laughs> you started this problem. <laughs> do you know how many times I've worked at a job and somebody tells me something wrong to do and then I do it because they told me I have to do it that way and I know it's yeah. wrong, but I did it anyway. And then I have to clean that mess up? Yep. Fuck that. Your mess. <laughs> your mess. Okay, this is your mess. I told you. You ignored me. I told you very specifically that we need four people for this amount, okay, of people. If For this amount of guests, we need four yeah. guys. I do this so much that I have people following me around like I'm some god. My assistant loves me. Okay, I'm renowned within the world of wedding planning, okay? Do not cross me. 
done. Yes. Clean and, uh, your yeah, mess Yeah, you're up. right. And it, it is a result of Steve Martin's uh, inability to sort of accept what's going on or, or, or be reasonable. Like the things he puts his foot down on aren't the things that you negotiate no. with. We sort of said that earlier. But if he had been a good faith participant in this from the beginning, then you say, okay, listen, we don't do the, the huge cake. We don't have the swans. Mm-hmm. We, you know... Presumably having it in your backyard would save you money, but then they've got to like redecorate and like run new electrical lines and all the rest. Like like there's compromises that you make along the way. And uh, yeah, if he had been a better faith uh, arg- uh, like participant in this from the beginning. But also like there, there's a thing that he does that really bothers me, which is a uh, fine I'll go, but I'm not going to like it sort of thing. And that like that's almost like not going. You know what I mean? Oh, or like, yeah. it's like, mm-hmm. like I'm going to go, but I'm going to let you know that the whole time I'm not happy about it. Well, then fuck off. Yeah, don't go. Oh, God. Yeah, don't come. <laughs> like, w- what we want from you is for you to be supportive and loving mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. here for these events. If you're, if you're going to come and make this more difficult for us. Um, oh, yeah. Just a bag of wet paper. Gross. Yeah, just break it down. And, and it's exemplified in... When they go to meet the in-laws, I think perfectly. Yeah. Right? So they're driving there, and he's just like, I can't believe we've got to meet these people. And it's like, Diane Keaton, the the voice of reason through all of this is like, we have to meet them. We're going to be in-laws. He's like, I don't like in-laws. What does that mean? That we're, we're, uh, we're related by law? And it's like, that's exactly what in-laws means. (laughs) (laughs) And wouldn't you want a bunch of rich bitches on the end of that line? Oh, yeah. Great, but very specifically to that point, he goes, I bet, they're, they're driving through this beautiful neighborhood, mm. lots of mansions, and he goes, I bet that uh, every that they're the one shack in this, this, uh, th- this neighborhood full of mansions, right? Like he's like, I bet they're the poor version of this. And then they get there, and it's the biggest house on the block. And he goes, great, just what we need, show-offs. Like, it just shows that, like, no matter what was going to happen there, he was going to be completely unsatisfied with it. Oh, yeah, he's a teen. He's a teen yeah. at several moments of this movie, certainly. I When she leaves him in jail for a second, I'm like, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah that's the that. move. That's the move for sure. This guy needs a speech right now. <laughs> <laughs> He is not doing well with the fact that his daughter has grown up. I'm not going to say I don't understand the hot dog bun meltdown he has in the grocery store. Uh, I think we've all cut a little close to the uh, the center, you know what I mean, these last few few months. Like, we're all just waiting for that little thing to set us all off. Oh, yeah, I've seen it. Yeah. <laughs> I've seen it. I've seen it go down in the streets a few times as of recent. Uh, so I'm not gonna like be like you flipped out over hot dog buns because he wasn't flipping out about hot dog buns. He was flipping out about not being in control. But if you're Diane Keaton and your husband lands himself in jail because he went out to get hot dogs and he's just not dealing with things well, yeah, you let him. You you tell him what's up. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, you know, she makes she does make one strange argument to me though, 
when I, I think I'm pretty sure it's that scene where she's like, listen, like we, we, we're, uh, we don't live an expensive lifestyle. We don't go on vacations. We should yeah. be spending money on this. And I'm like, back up. <laughs> you guys don't go on vacations. <laughs> Stop. How can any, I'm like, you're not using your money, right? You're just not, you're just <laughs> not using your money correctly. You're telling me you're going to lob all this into a, a one wedding, which yeah. I mean, great. This guy is Prince Charming. Okay. Very, very chill. Yes. This wedding should go forward. Okay. I agree. I, I, I agree with you, Craig. We fight for this wedding. <laughs> okay. The wedding is correct, but maybe we need to reprioritize in this moment and assess and go, why is it that you don't want to leave this radius? You like going to concerts. <laughs> you yeah. like going to Lakers games, which to this woman is not spending money. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I have a slightly different view of that because like, I don't know, growing up, like we we didn't travel a whole lot. Like I don't have wanderlust like, uh, like a lot of people do. Um, that's certainly going to change, you know, once we get out of this certain situation. Uh, but like, I understand being like, yeah, no, we'll do the things around because like, this is where we like to be. I get, I get that, but you're right. The, I, I also find it hard to believe that you're, you're telling me that you haven't gone anywhere. Like you haven't done like a weekend, you know, like nothing, nothing. Yeah. You, you did buy a sports car. You did buy a sports car. You <laughs> did do that. Man yeah. watching. Okay. I love sports cars so much. For the sole, really? yes, for the sole reason of it makes any person getting in or out of that vehicle look fucking ridiculous. Okay. <laughs> they look so dumb every time they're getting in and out of these vehicles. They're too little or they're, or they're too low or whatever the situation. There's always a weird thing. Oh, God. And it makes every rich person look like an asshole. And I love that. Good for them. <laughs> That's so funny because you started being like, I love sports cars. I was like, really, Rebecca? <laughs> I did not pick you as a gearhead. I was like, but you know, like, hey, we keep learning new things about our friends all the time. That's great. It's like, yeah, I mean, ah, I, I could see Rebecca liking a thrill and going fast. You know what I mean? Uh, okay, Rebecca likes sports cars. And then it's like, because they make rich people look like assholes. And I'm like, there it is. There it is. There's a Rebecca. <laughs> It all comes together right now. No, I'll tell you, man. That's my favorite. Actually, that uh, rookie of the year was really good for that. There were a couple of moments where that guy was getting in and out. Uh, the manager was getting in and out okay. of his car, and he couldn't handle it, and that was just great. I really yeah, enjoy yeah. that all around. I think they deserve oh. it. <laughs> <laughs> you all deserve sports cars. <laughs> oh, God, yes. Uh, I need one that's... Uh, I, I definitely need one that you that has like the handle on the window that you can hold on to as you step out. That's that's my speed of car right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're like, yeah. I'm impressed with anything that goes. Does it go? <laughs> <laughs> Great, that's the well, one. <laughs> well, like when Cat and I first got together, she was like, "My boyfriend owns a car. <laughs> so he's such an adult." I was like, "We were in our thirties, like." <laughs> I don't, and it's not like, you know, I own a 2013 Hyundai Elantra. Like I'm not, 
you it's got, got a nice an e- whip, Craig. I, I don't know. It, it's nice. It's got, it'll go put put a little turn that eco mode off, and we're fucking going. <laughs> <laughs> oh god oh yeah uh so yeah. okay to to kind of like hone in because there's one point where i'm like okay do you breeze past that really quickly because i know that uh the pair like the in-laws are supposed to kind of be a little you know what i mean not so much a villain but kind of like the other side uh, an opposing force to our main character a little bit yeah right? I'll, I'll, I'll go with opposing force sure so, but the funny thing to me is, is firstly, they buy the kids a car, which is to him like, oh, you're trying to, I'm like, I don't understand this gift giving competition. If my child was given a vehicle that I did not have to pay for, that was a nice vehicle. <laughs> cheers, bud. Fucking cheers. <laughs> this is great. Also, he gets our cappuccino machine, which I'm like, that's expensive. <laughs> okay, that's a, also a very. I would love a cap. Yeah, I'd take that today. A cappuccino machine, shut yeah. the front door. Love it. Well, especially in '91, like that wasn't even like popular. Like Starbucks wasn't huge yet. Like internationally, like yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Invites the mower. I'm not gonna. The one thing about this movie is I'm like, these are all rich people problems. These are, there is no real consequences here, to be perfectly honest. Like, there's no real stakes. There's no real problems. Um, So these guys are supposed to be, like, some opposing force, but they're super nice. They get them a gift. They do send, okay, there's this moment where they send them a big list, right? They send them the, the guest list, and it's huge, and there's tons of people on it. Okay, and that's supposed to be like, oh my god, how could they? And then, like, two scenes later, the mother, okay, like, uh, um, the daughter's, like, uh, Steve's Diane Keaton. Diane Keaton. Yes, thank you. I'm just going to call her Diane Keaton. Okay. <laughs> Diane Keaton's like, oh no, we can't get rid of her. She's one of my best clients. No, 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 no. You got Your list is way too long, too. How dare... Yeah. My, it's not their fault they have a huge family. I don't think these people are inviting their clients, okay? Which is, I'm sorry, a very weird thing to do, in my opinion. I don't know. I'm not a businessy person. I don't really, I don't get that. It's Well, it's, what I will say is that that is a strategic move. That's a decision that you make, where you're like, this is a client that I like. Uh, therefore, I would like to maintain this relationship with them. And inviting them to my daughter's wedding is a way to show them that we are, you know, we're, we're tight. And like that their business is important to me. But I don't think you make that decision and also decide to cut things. Like that, that to me is like a business decision where you go, this is money I'm going to invest in my client. Mm-hmm. And it happens to be at my daughter's wedding. And then there's the people who are actually going to cost you money to be there. Like cousins and whatnot, right? It's it's a different thing, but like absolutely, cut those people. Well, like yes, but it, I just think yeah. I don't think we can judge one family for having too long of a list when the other oh, family's yeah. like, "I'm inviting clients." Like that's not mm, okay. That doesn't drive well. Also, they're like, okay, she says yes. You know, it's traditional for the father of the bride to take care of everything, but there is a moment, and it's super quick. But there's a moment, um, a few scenes later, where. Diane Keene says that they've offered to um, help us. Like they've offered to give us some money and he shoes it away. He's like, no, no, right. no we can handle it. We can handle it. And it's like, okay, from this moment on, 
you're not allowed to complain because this is all about your balls from this moment on. All about being right. a man, being able to pay, nah, 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 whatever. Screw it, okay? If you didn't accept the money, you can't complain about money right now. Yeah. Where they go, listen, we know that there's a lot of people that we need to fly over. We got relatives in Denmark. Um, we're happy to have fly those people over. And you're like, why would you say no to that? First of all, I think it was an antiquated notion, even in 91, that the bride's family is still responsible oh. to pay for the wedding, right? Like, I, it's it's such a nice thing to see go away. Like, I, I was watching it with Kat, where I was like, have you really heard anybody say this in, like, recent memory? <laughs> and she's like, no. Like, the... Because, because, you know, like we're at a point in our lives now where it's like a lot of weddings that we attend or are invited to are like self-funded because there's people in their, like their 30s and like 40s, right? Yeah, like come being to like, my yeah, backyard, we're gonna get, married. get a hamburger. I loved that one scene so much where he's like, oh, I'll make my famous walk. We'll get, and I'm like, <laughs> they're looking at him like he has three heads and I've been to that wedding. Like you right, need to yeah, relax, yeah. team. It's not a, that much of an out there suggestion as you think it is. There are tiers of wedding, and there is absolutely a backyard barbecue wedding. We're gonna get together. We're gonna get the justice of the peace over here. You know, I'm gonna wear a nice pair of linen pants. You're gonna wear a sundress. We're gonna, and that's you know, a fun time. And there's yeah. no problem with that. We ran to the liquor store. We got a special events license. It's uh, yeah, it's great. a party. That's a fine event. They're just they were mismatched on their their uh, expectations there. Uh, yeah, which I think he's got to be into it because he wanted to throw a child's birthday party for his little daughter yeah. and like he needs her to grow up and that opposing force thing you said with the in-laws is i think the biggest opposing force is like they are exactly the same where the father of um the fiance the i don't know it's uh, uh maddie i think i don't know no maddie george george um is uh uh O'Brien, I think is anyway. It doesn't matter. The, the guy she's marrying. <laughs> His <laughs> name is Brian. His name is Brian. Okay. Uh, yeah. Is like um, it, it, he that so the in laws are like yeah it's really hard to I was surprised too and Steve Martin's like yes finally and he's like but sometimes you just gotta let your kids go and that's the thing he has a problem with and that's why he goes snooping in their house and falls in the pool and all the rest is because the father is like, yeah, but it's, it's your kids. You got to let them grow up sometime. And he's not willing to do that, which is the whole point of the movie. He gets there in the end, but yeah. Oh God. Snooping through somebody's stuff. Stressed me out so much. It's <laughs> <laughs> you know, does it, would it even cross your mind? I mean, I no. And that's the uh, funny I, thing to me is, is that it's constantly crossing mine, but I don't. Oh, <laughs> I'm always like, oh, that's that's a cabinet. That's I'm alone in this room. And I'm like, no, no, you're going to feel guilty about it after you do it. Don't do it. You stupid fool. I guess I'm not. There's curiousness that I don't have, but there's also just like I I'm like people don't want me to know things, but also just like, what if I discover something that I don't want to know? Well, see, yeah. And that's the thing that stops me generally right. is that I would feel guilty and also like, oh, if I did find something out, like, cause if you go looking for something, you'll find something generally. Right. right. Like certainly rifling through pages on a desk is like, that's super suspicious. What I would say, and like, I think he's pretty legitimate in like, I come out of the bathroom and I poke my head into another room to be like, oh, what's in here? Oh, that's the office. Nice. 
I would do that at someone's house because I've been invited in. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I'm, I'm upstairs and I'm like, well, what's that? Oh, oh, that's the, that's the, you know, any closed doors I probably wouldn't be opening, but like, yeah. Oh God. Yeah. That would Uh, probably stress me out. (laughs) 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 I can embarrass myself on my own. Thank you very much. I don't need extra help. (laughs) I don't need the dogs to knock me into the pool. My poor sense of balance will do that. Yeah. What do you uh, think of the guy? What do you think, Brian? Ah, stand up, dude. Stand yeah, up. Really I see a lot of myself a lot in of him. Dimension, eh? They don't really give no. him a lot of room to be bad. Well, because if they do, then he like Steve Martin's justified in his objection to this wedding, right? He ha- he for the plot to make any sense, he literally has to be the perfect fiance for her. That is true. Where I it's mean, like, but she's also the same in that it's it's very much like she doesn't really fuck up or go crazy or do anything to, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. No, they're like perfectly fine couple to like, they're fine. Yeah. It's, it's fine. fine. They're fine. They're too young to be married as, as, (laughs) as an old man. I'm saying this, uh, (laughs) have a bit of a longer engagement. That's the pitch I would make for this long engagement. Everybody. Yeah. Let's not rush. Why? Why? Move in together. Get Just, an apartment. Yeah. Live with each other for a year. Then we'll do the whole big ceremony. We'll do the whole thing. We'll find out what you need. You know, you'll mm. understand that it's not sexist to buy someone that you're planning on living with a blender. Like, it's <laughs> especially if she's expressed interest in making smoothies for herself. Like, ah, that that pissed me off so much. Ah! It's so mad. Have you given a gift that has backfired? Are you having some sort of... No, it's a a thought... Okay, it's a thoughtful gift. Yes. And I second guess my gift giving all the time because I'm like, well, you can't get somebody a kitchen appliance. You got to get them something fancy. No, here's the problem, Craig. And every every co-worker I've, I've, I've said, like, they've been like, oh, you can't... I'm like, I'm thinking... Like, let's say I'm Mm -hmm. thinking about getting Kat a blender. Yes. For her birthday. Mm Mm-hmm. And all my coworkers would be like, oh, no, you can't do that. You got to do something special. She'll hate you for that. You got to get her like diamonds or like earrings ah. or something like that. And then anytime I have gotten something like that, I go, that's because, you, you know, you were making smoothies all the time. And, you know, this one's easier to clean. Yeah. Every time I've done that, it's been like, that is so thoughtful that you've paid attention to what I do. No, here's the difference. <laughs> and what I struggle okay. with. Here's the difference in my opinion. You don't give a 22-year-old a blender. <laughs> okay, you just don't, all right? This has this is this is an over 30 club, okay? Oh, you of, might be right. You prefer I'm... I prefer functional gifts so much more now because if you give me something like yeah, like, uh, well, first of all, I'm not, a, I'm not a huge jewelry person, so that's just, you know, that's a mess for me or whatever. Yeah. Unless you're giving me, like, a video game. <laughs> yes, I want the Dutch oven. Of course I do. Purchase <laughs> it for me. They're very expensive, okay? And I don't want to buy one myself, but I want I one deeply. I'm to pick it out. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I Give want me- the socks. Okay, I want socks. All right. Oh, God, yes. Oh, I, 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 I really like Christmas. The, the, the thing of like getting a pack of socks was like, I don't want to buy socks for myself. And not like I can't. Oh, I just, there's just a thing I don't it. need to think about. I wore, I go, I wear through about six a year and this keeps the, the fresh, you know, it's all I good. know. It's, it's always the things that are essential that I never, I'm like, I don't want to spend money on it. Like I Give don't me, want to spend money on sheets, but you sleep every night. <laughs> Give me. 
put stuff my stocking with toothpaste and mints and you know things that are going to get used up and then then i don't have to buy that month that's that's my gift giving anyway yeah (laughs) but yeah i think i think the main problem is that she's 22 man yeah you also have to live on your own to appreciate not having appliances like you yes. have to have lived outside of your parents' house all, like consistently and taken care of yourself um, to be like, yes, a blender would actually save me so much time. <laughs> like that's that's a really great <laughs> gift. Thank you so Stops much. Stops me from chopping up my smoothies by hand. Yeah. <laughs> it's been a real struggle up until this point. Uh, anything else you wanted to say about Father of the Bride? No, I just think honestly, fr- what is it, Frank? Um, I Frank, yeah. I will I will defend all of his actions, <laughs> and I know I shouldn't, but I will. I do, and I think he's great at his job. That was a beautiful wedding. He he pulled it off. It didn't was a he? beautiful wedding, and there were some hiccups. Okay, and there was a man fighting against him the entire time. Yeah, I believe in him. I think he did a great job. We would recommend Frank. Yes. For your wedding. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so I think it's time to give the definitive ranking of uh, how good the villain is. Uh, so I've got mine. I've got the uh, the different types of wedding scales. So yeah. from a shotgun wedding to the royal wedding, which uh, a lot of planning goes into that, I'm going to give this wedding, I'm going to rank the wedding, a, uh, <laughs> a, a green card marriage because uh, there's probably some reasons that it shouldn't go ahead. They're 22. They've been on each other for four months. But uh, just shut up and don't say anything about it. You know? <laughs> just shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody cares. Nobody, Nobody cares. cares. This isn't hurting anybody. Keep um, going. Okay. Um, so I've got the... What, what am I ranking here? I guess I'm kind of ranking everybody. I really took this from the point of, like, just the team. Just everyone in this movie is kind of correct, <laughs> I think. Um, and I've got the, uh, what you shouldn't wear to a wedding scale, uh, from white to a, uh, grim reaper costume. I am going to, <laughs> you shouldn't, don't do it. Um, I'm going to give, <laughs> just this whole mo- an uncomfortable shoes. You shouldn't wear uncomfortable shoes to a wedding. Most of us do. There's some flaws with it, but there's really no problems. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Perfect. Love it. Uh, guys, uh, before we get to our heroes and villains of the week, there's a couple ways you can support the podcast. So this is uh, Listener Choice Month. Um, and this was the episode that our tw- our, our followers on Twitter uh, uh, voted on. Uh, so if you want to follow us at Twitter and get updates on uh, you know what, what's coming up and, and what we're up to, uh, release, releases and stuff like that, you can follow us at VWR Podcast on Twitter. We're also on Facebook at Villain Was Right. And if you have any uh, suggestions for episodes you'd like to see, you can absolutely hit us up at villainwasright at gmail.com. And if you have a couple bucks uh, to help support the podcast... As always, you can hit us up on patreon.com slash villainwasright. Our top tier, you get two bonus episodes a month. We're covering some fun ones, team. We're getting weird. Uh, covering some movies that we don't like. That's a lot of fun. Uh, One of my my favorite things to talk about is movies I don't like. Uh, So we got two bonus episodes a month. That's only, uh, that's seven bucks. If you get seven bucks for us, or you want to throw us a dollar. Hey, you want to throw us a dollar? Throw us a dollar. Let's do it. Um, 
Yeah, and you know what? Uh, we've got merch, right? We've got merch. You can hit us up. If you if you go on Twitter, we're always reposting merch. We, we uh, support other artists and put up collections based off of whatever movie we're covering that week. So that's really fun. You guys can check that out on our Twitter. Uh, VWRstore.fromsuperheroes.com is... <laughs> as well. Yeah, I always, honestly, when I go to our store, I go to Twitter. <laughs> I swear to God, I do. I go to Twitter and that's how I do it because I am an old lady that doesn't want to think. Just follow the links, people. They're yeah. all there. Uh, <laughs> uh, awesome. Yeah, so uh, it is now time for our heroes and villains of the week. What do you got this week, Rebecca? I'm, I'm going to stick really light, just a light positivity. I'm just so glad they did another Pokemon Snap. Ah, yeah, cats, cats gotten into that. Buddy, I, okay, firstly, like, my mom and I used to be obsessed with Pokemon Snap for N64. Like, loved that game. I actually had replayed it recently because I do this thing every, and I I don't know if there's other people out there that constantly do this. I don't know why I do this to myself. About every three years, I'll rebuy an N64 with a bunch of games, play it, and then sell it, and then I'll just get into the cycle again. So I replayed it recently. Anyway, uh, the old one, the the OG, the original, um, and they re-released Pokemon Snap. And I gotta tell you, for me, it's uh, it hits it. It hit it. It scratches the itch. <laughs> I'm not gonna say it's a perfect game. Okay, I'm not gonna say it's like phenomenal, like the best thing I've ever played. Whatever. It is a very chill game that you play while you are watching something. Okay, that is the yeah. type of game this is, and it's great for that. And it's just very relaxing. It's got that. Animal Crossing vibe that I like of like nothing's attacking you. There's no real danger here. You can just relax and play. And I love that. And I'm just so glad that they did it again and delivered. So yeah, that's yeah. gonna be my my soft, my light hero of the week is just Pokemon Snap, because I'm having a blast. I love it. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, Kat's also gotten big into that. I think it's like the same sort of thing, just like the relaxing game you play oh. while you're watching something. And yeah, it's like she sitting in a really raft, good. man. You just, you chill. It's a very relaxing <laughs> game. <laughs> yeah, you need that. You need that. Uh, I got a villain this week. Ooh, uh, I love it. <laughs> uh, somewhat related to it's another episode of Craig's Weird Body. Uh, <laughs> so, um, a while back when I was working in an office, uh, I would go in fairly early like to try and beat traffic and whatnot. So uh, this one day, I was in uh, to the office, and I think there was the two of us in, our, in my little immediate work area who were in at the time, like this other guy, Tyler, who also got in early. So at some point, I got up, and I went to go talk to him about something. I don't know if it was work or personal related or whatever. And we, we talked for a bit. And then I go to turn around and leave, and he goes, Craig, what happened to your shirt? And I'm like, what? And, like, I reach back, and there is, all along my back, right under my shoulder blades, from a perfect horizontal tear all the way across my back, from like side to side, like all the way through the shirt. And I'm like, oh, oh, holy cow. How did that happen? Uh, that's weird. And I was like, okay, this is a little old shirt. It's like mm-hmm. slightly threadbare. And I was like, I guess that just like tore. I guess this was like way, way worse than I thought. So this is like July, August, somewhere like it's it's hot. Uh, so like 
I had to like sneak out of the office and like go to my car uh, <laughs> to get this, to get like a jacket that I kept in the trunk. Like, and, and like I put it on and I'm sitting at my desk with this jacket on just like so hot uh, waiting for stores to open. Uh, because they're not open. (laughs) (laughs) So like people are coming in, they're like, Craig, why are you wearing a jacket? Like people are wearing like short sleeve business shirts. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's that warm out. So I'm wearing this jacket. So like 10 o'clock rolls around and I like sneak out and grab my car keys. I go and I drive to like a Mark's work warehouse, which is like just over the highway from where I worked. And like, I go in and I like, I find a new shirt and I just like buy it. I change in the change room and like rip the tag off and be like, I'm wearing this out. And I go back to work. So it was like kind of slightly embarrassing. This Tyler guy found it very, very funny. Whatever. Couple months later, I show up at work early and I go to sit down and I'm kind of like reading emails and stuff and, you know, a little itch on my back. So I just reach back there to give my back a scratch and just hand goes straight onto bearskin. <laughs> oh, my God. And I reach back and there is another perfectly horizontal tear along the back of my shirt. And I just go like, I get up and I just walk over to Tyler, who, again, is the only other person in the thing. And I go... Hey, Tyler, guess what? And I turn around and show him my back, and he loses it. He's like, loses it. He's like, how has this happened twice to you? This is insane. <laughs> and like, the only thing I can think of is like, I've got some sort of sharp ass back where that is just, it's just wearing the shirt against the chair on like one specific line. Like, it's not across the whole thing or whatnot, but it was just, like, this right underneath the shoulder blades, just this, like, perfect line where it would just wear out perfectly. So I had to do the whole thing over again where I was, like, backing out of the room and, like, going to buy another shirt at the same Mark's Work Warehouse, like, two days. And I was just like, this is unbelievable that this has happened to me twice in a row. Uh, So my villain of the week is my sharp back. Uh, (laughs) And then I stopped wearing dress shirts altogether, everybody, because I started a podcast. So that's where we're at with that. I wonder if somebody was just doing that to your shirts. I mean, maybe, or maybe it was catching on something. I don't know. But it was like, it was like a tear. Like, it wasn't yeah. like a, it, it was like it had just given up and like stopped being fabric <laughs> at that point. It's not like it had been like snagged on a nail and like you oh. heard it tear. It just gave up. It's crazy. It's no, crazy. I only have... Clothing give up on me when I'm fighting it. <laughs> you know <what> I mean? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, God. Well, that's funny. That's crazy that that happened. To- you do have a sharp back. I'm convinced. The like drawings of you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody just never knew what you looked like and tried to draw you based off of your description of you. That would short be a legs, very body, weird picture. <laughs> Bow legs, yeah, it's yeah. Uh, it's very strange. Oh my god, uh, where can people follow you, Craig? Yeah, you can follow me at uh, Craig Fake Comedy and on as, Facebook oh, or Twitter. You can follow me at Rebecca Reads on Instagram or Twitter. Um, guys, next week <laughs> we keep we keep rolling. It's audience choice, and it's time to hit some Patreon choices, and we're kicking it off with Wonder Woman 1984. So look forward to that next week. As always, this is The Villain Was Right, reminding you to only call someone dad if they ask. (laughs) 
The Villain Was Right was produced by Andrew Ivamy for the From Superheroes Network. For more great podcasts like this, as well as YouTube series, webcomics, and so much more, visit FromSuperheroes.com.